Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Foo followers around the world. Ben Johnson here, the host of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. This message is being recorded on the 20th of January 2021 and it has been added retrospectively to the start of this episode which features my conversation with Chris Collins. Before we play the full episode as it was originally released on the 18th of November 2019 a quick note to say that some of the details discussed in this conversation have since been revealed to contain falsehoods. The details in question relate to Chris Collins' time in the military. Chris has further clarified the details relating to his military record in two Instagram posts, both dated 23rd of December 2020. You can read the posts on Chris Collins's Instagram page at Chris Collins Action, and I will be updating the podcast description to include links to both of those posts. Within the posts, Chris writes, There are interviews in which I say I was in combat while in the US Marines. I did not. I got caught up in the moment and I apologise for that. I was only in some of those countries as a civilian. I want to set the record straight and leave no doubt in anyone's mind of who I am. He concludes, I respect everyone and I'm here to set the record straight. I am Chris Collins. This is who I am. I never quit and I did my time. I love and respect all combat veterans and honour the sacrifices they made. I have made the decision to add this message to the start of this episode in the interests of providing full disclosure and to provide additional context to anyone listening to this episode for the first time. Thank you for listening and I will now play the rest of the episode in its entirety. Hello everybody and welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with your host Ben Johnson. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out this episode of the show. For this month's competition, we have teamed up with the UK distributor 88 Films to provide the opportunity for two lucky Foo followers to get their hands on copies of their brand new 2K restorations of two classic Jackie Chan titles which are available now on Blu-ray. These are the 1993 Hong Kong action drama Crime Story and the 1985 American production The Protector. Both Blu-rays come with a whole heap of new special features, interviews, audio commentaries, slipcases, and like most of 88 Films' releases, they are just a wonderful product to own, especially if you are a Jackie Chan fan. So to be in with a chance of winning a copy of each of those films, simply sign up now to our newsletter at kungfumovieguide.com. Become a registered Foo follower today by typing in your email address when prompted and once you have verified your email address you will automatically go into our newsletter mailing list. Full competition details will be announced in our next newsletter which will be released on the 24th of November so that's this Sunday. So sign up today to be in with a chance of winning those Blu-rays and best of luck. 
Okay, this is episode 47 of the show and it features my conversation with the martial artist and one of the stars of the upcoming Ip Man 4 movie, Chris Collins. It's a great conversation. I do hope you enjoy it. Okay, without any further ado, let's get on with the show. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. Hello, 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 food followers around the world, wherever you are, wherever you are listening to this. Thank you so much for checking out the show. We are up to season four, episode 47. Thank you so much for stopping by. I hope you're well. I hope you're listening to this wherever you are. You are happy and having a nice time. Listen, we have a great conversation to share with you all today. I got to have a chat with one of the stars of the new Ip Man 4 film. It's the martial artist and the former US Marine, Chris Collins. Chris is a, a really busy guy. Uh, he's working not only as an actor in Hong Kong movies, but also as an action director. He also teaches martial arts, specializes in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Wing Chun and boxing and uh, lots of other styles. He's based in Hong Kong and he's constantly working by the looks of things with many great projects in the pipeline. So it was great to be able to actually find time to talk to Chris and I look forward to sharing that fascinating conversation with you all shortly. Speaking of It Man 4, the new trailer did drop a week or so ago and uh, as soon as it did everyone went bananas on social media and it's really great to see the hype machine now really kicking into action with a film that we've been looking forward to for most of this year. It certainly seems like most of 2019 has been taken up with discussion of Ip Man 4. I know on this podcast we have been talking about it quite a bit. I did speak to Scott Atkins back in April of this year for this podcast and we were talking about the production back then. And it's the same with the UK actor Mark Strange who also appears in Ip Man 4. He is in one of the Bruce Lee scenes, I believe, fighting uh, Daddy Chan. So if you want to listen back to Mark and Scott on this show discussing working on Ip Man 4 and working with the likes of Donnie Yen and the director Wilson Yip and, of course, the fight choreographer Yen Wuping, uh, then please do go back and check out episode 41 of this show. If you have been living under a rock for the past week or so, then you may have missed the Ip Man 4 trailer when it dropped. Uh, if that is the case, then here is a little clip from the trailer for you now. So you're a teacher? I am a teacher. I teach Chinese Kung Fu. Like a gymnast? <laughs> yes, something like that. Hey, Chinaman, and I'm here to show you yellow bitches the taste of real combat. Fight me, cowards. That's bad. Gola. Is that it? Is this your Chinese kung fu? Yeah. 
Ip Man 4 trailer there. And just so you are aware, Chris Collins is the one that shouts cowards in that uh, trailer. And he's the one generally saying uh, a lot of the racist stuff, which is kind of strange considering that Chris's mum is actually Chinese. Uh, his dad's American. But uh, anyway, the action does look really good, even if the script is a little bit on the nose. Uh, but we still cannot wait to see that film it man 4 finally comes out in china on the 20th of december and it will get a u.s theatrical release from christmas day so that's the 25th of december as always no word yet on a uk release date which is always the way it seems for us fans here in the uk we always tend to get a little bit shortchanged when it comes to these things but uh, anyway we will, of course, keep you posted on all the release details around It Man 4 as and when we do hear about them. The only other bit of business that I did want to mention before throwing over to my chat with Chris is that we are still compiling your thoughts on the best martial arts films of 2019. Your opinions could potentially be read out in our annual Kung Fu Movie Guide end of year special, which features the life of action author and the fight movie expert Mike Fury. We will be recording that at some point in December, so please do get in touch with us over all the usual KFMG pod channels. We are on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram and please do email us your thoughts the email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com let us know your favorite films of the year and your reasons why you love that movie so much and we do very much look forward to hearing your thoughts Okay, Chris Collins time. This conversation between Chris and myself was recorded back in late June of this year, 2019. Chris does live in Hong Kong and this was recorded about a month into the political unrest that are going on in Hong Kong. Uh, and little did we think back then that we would still be sat here in November and seeing the sorts of scenes that we are seeing still on our TV screens six months later. So I did just want to mention that, first of all, just to put this conversation in a little bit more context. And obviously, if you are wondering why we aren't going into more detail about, you know, such a huge and ongoing and escalating event like uh, the Hong Kong protests, uh, then hopefully that does go some way to explaining that. And on that note, I know we do have a lot of listeners that do listen to this podcast in Hong Kong, and I wanted to personally just extend my thoughts out to them at this particularly uh, tough time. And I do hope that uh, everyone is safe wherever you are listening to this podcast, and please do take care. So I will be back at the end of the show for my usual sign-off and also to share some more exciting Chris Collins news. Until then, let me throw over to the man himself. Here is my conversation with one of the stars of the upcoming Kung Fu movie, Ip Man 4. It's the great Chris Collins. How long have you lived in Hong Kong for? You've been out there for a while now, haven't you? I've been in, in and out of Hong Kong for 23 years, so wow. it's basically half my life. Do you like living there? Uh, I love it here. You know, I, I met my wife here. You know, we have our child, our son, uh, Nicholas, who's 11. 
you know, um, I managed to come out here on my dream to study Kung Fu, you know, yeah. and it's given me so much in return. And how do you find operating a business out there? Because you're obviously, you know, you're a martial arts instructor as well. That was your ambition when you first went out there. Is that is that right to, to open up your own school and to teach out there? Yeah, my whole goal was that, you know, I wanted to be a martial arts instructor, um, but it was really, it was for the Marine Corps. I mean, my whole goal, because I was still in the Marines at the time, um, is I wanted yeah. to give us a, a more effective uh, combat set system, a hand-to-hand combat system. So I came to Hong Kong to focus on the Wing Chun because I liked that it was, you know, very close quarter, etc. Of course, it's difficult, uh, you know, when you don't speak the language, uh, when you're the only Westerner in the class, um, you don't really get accepted. So I really had to force myself to, like, to learn the language, um, understand the customs, the culture, it was so difficult, and so many times I would question myself as to what am I doing? You know, why am I here? Why am I focusing on this? You know, but I just told myself, um, you know, that that golden rule of like whatever you start, you know, you need to finish. Um, don't do it half-ass. Yeah. And you know, when I came up with the idea, it was a good idea. I was of sound mind. Uh, I was very focused on on my goal. And, um, it, you know, the only time we ever change our plans is whenever we get uncomfortable, right? Whenever we feel like things yeah. aren't going our way, that's when we want to change and say, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't do this, I should do this. And so we, we start compromising mm-hmm. with ourselves, which means we start, you know, compromising with our goals. And I, I just refuse to do that. What part of America are you from? I'm from Florida. I grew up in Florida. You were a football player. That's right. Yeah, I played football. I went to university playing football. Um, I had my scholarship. That was the only way that I could get into university at the time. Both my parents were working, but uh, and I and I wasn't an A state a, a A plus student, so I had to really work hard at the sports. There was something in sports, or was it in you that you just really took to that? Um, I mean, I, I was always really good athletically, I guess, and and I I really thank that my lucky stars that I was because. You know, before growing up in Florida, I grew up in Ohio, and and that was it's a very white town. It's an old steel mill town, um, and so it was it was very tough for my brother and I and my mom, obviously, because we were the only Chinese kids, really anywhere around us. Um, yeah. So that became very difficult for us. So, you know, that's so why I say you know thank my lucky stars that that me and my brother were gifted athletically. You know, so all those times when, when all the white kids wanted to harass us, you know, it was a good thing that I could hit a baseball really well, you know, or I could mm. field a line drive, you know, and stuff like that. And that, that saved us. So I guess, you know, deep down, I always found, um, I found comfort in physicality. I knew that if I could prove myself physically, that would allow me to, I don't know, you could say kind of feel accepted. When we moved down south, it was even worse. You know, we moved down to southern Florida. I mean, sorry, nor- northwest Florida in the south and that was that was really tough because again yeah um, we, we were the only asian kids for a while especially in the small town that we grew up in you experienced racism oh yeah all the time but but i tell you i mean how 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 i dealt with it i guess you could say it was a bit different because I, like i said i was able to prove myself physically you know, so I, I I wasn't bullied. I could fight. I could handle myself. You know, my dad put me in me in boxing and wrestling at a very early age because he knew that that was going to happen. And, and I, I was a really small kid. So, um, I mean, I, I dealt with it a lot, but at the same time, it was, um, 
I don't know. I think I became more of a redneck growing up in the South than anyone else did. So yeah. when you're playing sports, everyone's cheering for you. No, nobody cares who you are. That's what I loved about sports. It didn't matter your, your race or your color. Um, it, you know, if you were helping the team win, everyone was cheering your name. Um, but it was yeah. when you showed up to places where people didn't know you, they immediately would stereotype you, you know, and uh, then you would deal with like uh, the prejudice. Now that you live in Hong Kong, do you um, resent America at all for that? No, you... absolutely not. No, absolutely not. You know, this stuff happens everywhere you go. And, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm very proud to be uh, a mixed race, you know, to be half Chinese and half American. I, I'm, I'm very proud of that. Um, but, but like I said, it happens everywhere. When I, when I came to Hong Kong, it was the exact same thing on the opposite. Yeah. You understand? So it was like, it was, it was so, you know, uh, I thought coming over here to Hong Kong would be interesting because like, oh, I'm, I'm Chinese. But on the contrary, yeah. the, the local population just saw me just as guaylo or just as white as any other white person. Yeah. And that just really confused me. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I don't understand where I'm supposed to fit into all this. Shouting Shen will soon be dead. I've laid an ambush for him. Filthy traitor! You spent nine years in the U.S. Marine Corps. I'm just wondering, where did that come from, and that idea to, to do that? Uh, I don't know. I guess some of it could have been subconscious. You know, my, my dad was in the Navy. Um, he fought in the Vietnam War. He did, he did three tours. Um, uh, I, I always wanted to talk to him about that stuff. Actually, I, I talk with my friends a lot about these things. It's like um, I, I kind of romanticize the idea of the Vietnam War because growing up, all the war movies for, for me were of Vietnam. And yeah. so you just kind of like you fall in love with that because that's just what movies do. And, of course, my mm. dad was, um, a, was a product of that. You know, he had his issues. I, I wish he would have talked about it more. He never really did. Um, and, and my granddad, he fought in the Korean War. He was a pilot, fighter pilot. So it was kind of in the blood. You know, I never really thought of it so much until I was, it was my sophomore year at university. And it, it, it was a tough time. You know, it, it was really tough. Even though I had the scholarship, there was, there was um, no money for, you know, for food and going out and stuff like that. And, you know, it was either, you know, you're either studying, going to class, or you're lifting weights, or you're at practice. I was reading a lot at the time about the military and, and different books, and I just I just started to feel like I had this calling of doing something more, something bigger than myself, and mm -hmm. um, I wanted to do the toughest thing that there there was to do, and uh, I started doing my research and found out about force reconnaissance Marines, and I said to myself, that's that's what I want to do, the thankless hero, you know, the guys who have nothing but go in and accomplish impossible so was it a, a pride thing as well you know defending america yeah for sure i mean I, I was always very patriotic i love my country i still believe it to this day like i think every every adult should uh do something to fight for their country whether it's in the military or in law enforcement or something like a fireman or so one of those services for a you know even if it's just like for two years i think it's fine but i think everybody should do their part so they understand the sacrifices that you have to make for your country. Talk me through those nine years then. So what, what years are we talking about here? This is in the 90s into the 2000s. Yeah, this is from 96 to around 2003. Huge world events are, are, are happening around that time. Were you involved in any tours? 
Oh yeah, I mean, we we went from uh, South America was my my first time out, and then obviously getting stationed in Southeast Asia. Uh, we spent a couple of years in Africa, in Kenya, Somalia, Nigeria, and then obviously um, prior to nine eleven, uh, we were in Afghanistan, and then after nine eleven, we we shifted from Afghanistan to Iraq, and then from Iraq back to Afghanistan. So it was it was quite an ordeal. I was. I'm I'm blessed, you know, I got to see so many countries and, you know, still be here. So I'm quite happy. You were training as well, weren't you? You were there for, you know, martial arts and you were picking up different martial arts everywhere you were going. Is that is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even I was uh, stationed in the Philippines for quite a while. And that's where I picked up the knife and stick fighting. So I focused on that because I felt it was best to learn from the guys that are the source of it, you know, the family. You're always searching for the best techniques, the best methods, you know. That's why when I opened my security company, you know, it was training tactics, tools, and techniques, you know. It's, it's all about developing and progressing as far as you possibly can. And you can't get, you know, tunnel vision and thinking that, oh, my way is the best way. Because it's not. It's, it, it's the way until you find a better way. <laughs> You've obviously experienced real life combat. You know pretty quickly what is going to work and what's not going to work. I would imagine in in those environments. Yeah, and I mean, you, you just you don't really have a lot of time to think about it. You just use what you've practiced, how you've practiced it. Um, you can't you can't really change those things. When you change those things, that's when everything goes haywire. You know, people don't understand that. You know, when you're in a life or death situation, you know. You just you kind of freeze, you know. My my first couple of times in combat, you know, I completely froze. You know, every all my senses, I felt like it completely shut down. You know, you, your vision becomes tunnel vision. Your hearing is um, you really can't hear clearly. You can't decipher what you're hearing. Uh, everything slows down uh, in a way that you, you think that you're you're watching a a, a slow motion movie. You know, as a, as, a, yeah. as a person gets blown through the air. Um, you know, all these things happen to you and your heart rate goes so fast. You can't believe it. You can't understand it. Your arms are like jello, your knees shake, all this stuff. Um, and this is what, I mean, obviously like you, you, you have to stay in it and then you get better at it. You, you, you learn, you focus, you know, the way that you train is you understand that these things are going to happen to you. Um, sometimes you have to be reminded. Sometimes you can come up with it yourself, you know, to where, okay, I, I know this is happening in my body. The first thing I'm going to focus on my breathing. I'm going to slow down my breath. And that's going to slow down my heart rate. Now I'm going to pick one of those senses, either my vision or my hearing. Okay? And now now I can start to decipher sound. Okay, I understand. Okay, the bullets are coming from here. The explosion came from this side. The vehicles are coming in from here. I can hear my sergeant yelling at me. Okay, now I know what's going on. Now I'm going to let, me, let me clarify my vision. You know, and so now you start looking and then you start seeing the bad guys popping out. You, okay, that's where that shit's coming from. You see a guy come out with an RPG. You see your men and what they're doing and where they're moving. Okay, and now you move. And although, mm. like, I expl- I just said that and it took over a minute to do it, it happens in a split second. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's remarkable. And the more that you do it, the less time you need. Uh, and then you find yourself staying even calmer every time that occurs. So... Absolutely. When you start fighting, like when I when I went to Asia, I wanted to fight in a lot of these. Back then, it was called like full contact tournaments. 
Mm. And so I did a lot of these, and I mean, none of them were sanctioned. So, you know, the, the level of uh, competition, I, I don't know. It probably wasn't great. But that, that's not why I was doing it. I was doing it because I needed to have the confidence in myself because I wanted to teach. Yeah. I wanted to teach hand-to-hand combat and survival to my fellow Marines. So I knew that I had to go and fight. And I was going all over Asia into these godforsaken places trying to fight. And it was horrible. You know, it was fun because I made, I made it out of there. You know, but it was horrible because I, I didn't know what to expect the entire time. Yeah. And I I really embraced that because that's exactly what it was like when you go into combat. You don't know what's going to happen. You must have had quite a few close calls. Well, I tell you, I've, I've been shot, blown up, stabbed, and thrown off a building. And uh, a few of those have been more than once. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, uh, wow. it doesn't get any easier, that part. Uh, that, that stuff, no. uh, that sucks. You know, yeah. um, but I, I make jokes about that with my students because, you know, they they want to go in and they want to fight in these these tournaments. And, and I'm like, you know, this is it's great. Go do it. You know, but don't let that define your life. Don't don't uh, don't make that your motivation for everything you want to be in life. You know, the, the fighting yeah. is it's, it's just a metaphor. Do the martial art because you love the martial art, because it gives you happiness. It gives you joy. Like that's that's going to be longer lasting. It's going to be eternal, actually. And would you still recommend the Marine Corps and people signing up and, and going uh, down that route? Yeah, I, I think the Marine Corps is the greatest institution on the planet. People think I'm crazy yeah. for saying that, but I, I love the Marine Corps. I love what it's done for me. Um, it's, you know, the way that it breaks us down and builds us back up. You you go in thinking that you know everything and you can do everything, and, and then they, they, they break you down, and then they teach you the right way to do this stuff. And it's yeah. it's really helped me approach all my challenges in life more confidently uh, able to understand how to break through um, and and achieve what I want to do and you could say the same thing about uh, when I really focused on learning the Wing Chun it it taught me a different way of learning it taught me a different way to understand the learning process so you're the one How did your entry into movies happen then? Because you were in Gen X Cops, but you were living in Hong Kong at the time. Is that right? <laughs> wow, that's funny that you mentioned Gen X Cops. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, gosh, that was what, 97, 98. I was doing some security work and I was at the doors. I used to run some uh, bar security in, in Wan Chai. And, and I'm working the doors one night and this lady comes up to me. She's like, hey, have you ever done any modeling? And I was like, no, I've never done any modeling. I was like, and then that's not going to get you in the door either. You know, I thought she was trying to yeah, you know, yeah. get in. And she, she said, no, I'm serious. So she took down my number, and then she contacted me the next day. And then I, and then I got this really big uh, modeling uh, job for Giordano. And it was, like, all over the train stations, huge billboards. It was like, in five countries, massive. Of course, I didn't get paid yeah. for that. Um, I got paid very small. But with that... Um, then I started to get contacted by different agents and then they asked me to start uh, going into the movie stuff and it was Gen X which uh, ironically was under Benny Chan and uh, Nikki yeah. Lee was the action director so that that was really cool but I tell you I did not enjoy it I'd go on set these different movies and it was such a waste of time at the, you know for me because it was just doing extra work it was very yeah. small money you know a, a small little lunchbox and you spend 14 to 16 hours a day there. 
And all I could think of was like, I need to be training. This is a waste yeah. of time. You know, I, I, I wish I could have taken it seriously because I'd be a, a lot further on than I am now. But at yeah. the time, it just didn't seem right. I think Jackie Chan produced that movie. Is that right? Uh, no, he wasn't in Gen X Cops. But, there were, you know, after that, then um, I, I worked for the uh, Who Am I project, a couple of my friends. Yeah. Um, I, missed, I missed out on a project. It was the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, which was called uh, Knock Off. I missed out yeah, on that because yeah. I, I, I went home for uh, Christmas break. And so, like, I swear, maybe 10 of my friends were in this movie, and I missed right. out on that. So that's cool. Um And then, yeah. you know, the biggest opportunity that I lost was it was a Jackie Chan movie, and I went to a casting with, uh, with two of my friends. And my, actually, my buddy was the casting director, and I went in and and I did I did my stuff, and and Jackie actually said to me, he's like, wow, you know, your hands are so fast. I, I really want to, I want you to be the guy that I fight in the end of this movie. It's going to be fantastic. And he started to tell me about it, and I think I've got, and I was so young at the time and naive, and I, I, honestly, I was just trying to help. But I was like, oh, oh, this is great, Jackie. I can, I'll teach you some Wing Chun, and then I'll show you how to do this and that. And so basically, I. Yeah, his face changed, <laughs> and then uh, the next day I didn't get the call back, and uh, my buddy called me back uh, instead and said, "You're an idiot." And I was like, "Why? What happened?" He was like, "You just lost your part, you know, because you're you're a pompous ass. That I can't believe you." Would say. And I was like, "I didn't mean it like that. I just because you know during that time Jackie came to our headquarters, and me and my Seabot were actually teaching him how to do the wooden dummy, and." Right. So I, I thought it was cool, like you know, I can I can talk to him about this, you know, because it's just people, right? I mean, there's no there's no yeah. egos here. But apparently, you know, it was it was just you know I I was uh, I was young. I, sh- I shouldn't have uh, I shouldn't have said it that way. It sounds like you sort of fell into the movie industry. It wasn't something that was calculated. Yeah, you I, didn't, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was never looking for it. Um, I just wanted to fight. I just wanted to become a good martial artist. And that just kind of happened. It was the year that I moved to London, and um, my Sifu had given me my, my Sifu title. And he said to me, you know, Chris, there's, there's three ways to make a living in uh, martial arts. And he's like, you, you've already experienced the first one with the fighting. You've done that for a while, and you see it's hard to make money. I said, yeah, I understand that. And he said, the second one is teaching. And that right now you are embarking on your teaching career as a martial artist. Yeah. And he said the third one is uh, to get into the movies. You know, one mm. is you get in as a stuntman or an action director slash choreographer or an actor. So he said, um, you know, that's that's the third way. There there are no other ways. So maybe one day you can do that. And um, yeah. And I just remember always thinking about like Bruce Lee and and what he did. Um, and I, you know, you always emulate people like that. You don't want to be like them, but you, they, they, they do serve as an inspiration for what you want to Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Very well. You've chosen to die. The last sort of four or five years, you've really jumped into the movies. What changed to influence that that decision? I was living in the States at the time with my wife. Uh, we had, she had just given birth to Nicholas. And uh, we had decided at that point to move back to Hong Kong. So this was uh, 2008. We were yeah. like, let's go back to Hong Kong and, and let's try to make a life there. Because at the time, um, I, I, I was doing my own company. Um, and it, it was good, we, you know, successful, had the house, had the cars, had the vacations. We were happy. And I ended up converting my garage into my martial arts gym. And, and that was depressing to me because I was, I was in, the, in my prime, you know. And yeah. here I was, like, just doing it as a hobby. And that just killed me. And so hmm. my wife said, well, why don't we just go back to Hong Kong? Because it, it'll just make more sense for both of us. And, uh, and her, her family was, was in Hong Kong as well. So I was like, you know what, let's do this. So, um, so we moved back yeah. to Hong Kong and, and within a year I would, you know, I had, a, I had another gym. I'd opened up one of my gyms in central and it, it was fine. And then I, I had my security company going at that time. And so there was a lot of videos of me, you know, just shooting and whatnot. And so this guy contacts me, um, and he's a very famous action director in Hong Kong. And he said, hey, do you think that you could uh, be the consultant for this next movie? I really need your help. And uh, so, you know, we worked out details. I'm like, yeah, sure. And, he, and uh, you know, I, I need to meet the director. So I meet the director. And then he's like, hey, you know what? I like your look. You can, do you mind being in the movie? And I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. So we did a bit of that. That was uh, White Storm. Great, great movie, fantastic movie. Um, I loved helping out on it. You know, I got to help the actors and, you know, and help the action directors. So that was exciting for me. And then I thought, wow, this could be an opportunity. Um, so then he kept me on and then uh, helped him out uh, with SPL2 um, and yeah. did some other projects. And, and I thought, this is cool. And then, and then Wolf Warrior, I helped him again on Wolf Warrior. And then, again, they asked me to play a part. And then I played a part. And... So all this time, it's going well. And then on one one night, I went down uh, to the set of SPL2. So this is with Tony Jaw and Wu Ching and everybody. Yeah. Nikki's yeah, yeah. standing there, and, and there's an old man standing uh, next to me. And uh, he's this little guy with uh, these little glasses, sunglasses. And I remember I was eating a uh, a red bean paste bun. It's like yeah. a little bit sweet, like they're delicious. And, I, and yeah. I look at the guy, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, like, hey, you want one of these? I got, I got an extra. He's like, no, no, I'm okay, thank you. And I, I didn't know he was just offering it. And then uh, Nikki goes, oh, hey, Paco, this is Chris. You need to sign him right now because this guy can do everything. And uh, yeah. and I'm like, huh? 
And then Paco was the old guy that I offered the, the red bean paste bun. Yeah. Anyway, he says, uh, he's like, yeah, let's, let's meet. You know, I could definitely use someone to help me uh, teach the actors. And I'm like, yeah, cool. So for me, it was just a way to make some extra money, uh, you know, just keep teaching. Were you just happy to sort of be working in the martial arts teams and training and doing stunts and that kind absolutely. of thing? Did you yeah, have absolutely. A, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 um, I'm one of those people that really like to just... Uh, you know, fly by the seat of my pants. Um, I like yeah. the wing stuff. Um, I don't like to put too much planning involved into it. Um, you know, I mean, obviously I, I'm, I'm adjusting things now, but uh, I've always been kind of just like, I just go with it. Yeah. And so, yeah, to answer your question, I was always happy to just be doing it. And then, yeah. uh, and then Paco, he, one day he's like, Hey, can I meet you at your gym? And I said, yeah. And then he says, you know what? He's like, I really want to turn you into an action star. And I was like, what? what are you talking about? I started laughing. He was like, no, no, seriously, like, you can do all this action. You look good. He's like, I, I think you should be in front of the camera, not just behind the camera. Mm. And I was like, you know, I was like, come on, man. I'm in my 40s. I don't, this is not something that I can take lightly, you know? Yeah. Uh, I said, I, you know, I, I don't know. And he's like, trust me, trust me. You can do this and I'm going to help you. And, uh, you know, to this day, I, I, you know, he's my man, you know, like I, I trust wow. him and he's, he's not, he's not just my manager, he's my friend and I really care about him and, you know, I want the best for him and I know he wants the best for me and he's really been helping me do that. I would say the past year, it's been getting even more, you know, ever since Paradox, yeah. um, yeah, because Paradox was, I guess, your sort of big break, a real meaty role there, the main villain in that movie. You got to have For a really sure. great fight yeah. scene with uh, Tony Jaa. Louis Koo's fantastic in that. You had the, the big uh, fight scene at the end as well. And obviously Samo, Samo Hung was the action director. So what was it like making that movie? <laughs> terrifying. It was yeah. terrifying, <laughs> you know, because... Um, when when that came out and, and Paco told me what I was doing, he said, okay, so um, you're going to fly down to, to Bangkok, pack your bags for like, you know, a month. Yeah. And said, okay. And he said, uh, he says, but look, you got to impress Samo because right now they're still writing the story. If he doesn't like you, then your your role is going to be like a week. You're going to die in like two days and then you'll be back here. If he likes you, then your role will expand. So I'm I'm terrified. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, like Samo is one of my idols, you know, one of my mentors, one of the people I looked up to. And so I, I, I arrive into Bangkok. They ask me, do I want to go to the hotel or straight to the training venue? I'm like, oh, I want to go straight to the training venue. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a pair of jeans, you know, t-shirt. I show up. And Samo is sitting there with his big rodeo belt buckle, you know, and, and, and uh, he's got uh, his, like a 10-man stunt team standing around. And I said, oh, like, oh, you know, big brother is like, Samo, hello, I'm Chris, nice to meet you. And he's like, he looks at me and he goes, okay, show me what you can do. And so he makes me fight his 10 stunt guys. And it lasts for like two and a half hours, you know, Whoa. and uh, it's, yeah, it's so hot. It's sweaty. There's no air con. You know, I don't care about that. But it was just, just trying to draw a picture for you. It's like a warehouse. Yeah. And I'm fighting these ten guys like nonstop, one the other. And he's like, No, no, no. I don't like that style. Do it, do it your other way. And bum, 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 And you just go, 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 go. And uh, and then by the end of it, 
he just looks at me and he goes, and he holds out his right hand. He says, welcome to the team. Wow. And I was just like, oh, so much. You know, I was so happy. <laughs> Does he reserve that for most actors, that sort of initiation? Is that just how Samo works? You know, because he, he's such a great action director. He's, yeah. He really is. He's, he's like this. Um, from from what I gather, I mean, obviously, and I, and I just finished another movie project with him, um, and hopefully another one towards the end of the year. But it's like this. He he doesn't just put the the action in his head, you know, and then when they do the movie, it's just you do it this way or, or you get out. You know, he likes to meet the actors. He likes to visit the locations, understand the the mindset of the director. And then he then he, that's how he works his action. Mm-hmm. And so he basically kind of. Yeah, he's really clever in, in how to create the action that it works with the rest of the movie. You know, it's yeah. not like you, you watch a movie and then, and then you see the drama, then you see the action, and it just doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he really let me do what I wanted to do. He sat there, you know, because every day we'd show up training at the warehouse and, and we'd prepare for the, the, the next week of, of filming. And me and uh, Jumbiel and Jumboa, two of my very good friends who are his... Um, like second in command, um, we just we just designed the fight scene. We just started fighting and pa 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 pa, and then ooh, go back to that, and then pa 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 boom pa pa, and we just kept doing it, right? Yeah. And you know, and then we do it, and then and then Samo would would yell, "Hey, show me what you got," and then we'd be, all right, let's go, and then we'd have like what a, I don't know, forty or fifty movement uh, choreography set. We just da 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 da, and he you know he might say. Uh, no, 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 not as much kicks, or uh, I want you to be right. moving when you do this, or, okay, we need a wire stunt here, so think of something big. You know, so yeah. he really gave us the freedom to do that, and, I, and I'm sure that if if I had shown up and been, you know, your your typical actor or whatever, it, it wouldn't have been like that. So yeah. I was yeah. very... I was very happy. Working with Tony Jarre as well, did you enjoy working with, with Tony Jarre? Yeah, so... Tony's a great guy. Um, you know, he's actually become a friend. Um, yeah. He's a guy, super talented. Um, it, it's cool because we're all the same age, you know, like Tony, yeah. Scott Atkins, of course, Donnie Yen's a little bit older, but you know, we, we all can kind of get along, you know, because we're at a certain age. <laughs> yeah. So that, that makes things like But with Tony, yeah, he's a cool guy. He's very spiritual. He's very sweet. He's very kind. You know, he's strong Buddhist background. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, people in Thailand are just like that. They're, they're, they're so kind, you know, and, and that has to do with, you know, how their country's been for so many years. Yeah. Um, super light on his feet. His kicks are amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Still, still great, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and he's doing good, yeah. good right yeah. now uh, with a lot of China productions and a couple of U.S. productions to, yeah. to keep his career going. <laughs> Vital nerve's left foot. Do you mind being cast in the villain uh, in the villain roles? Does that bother you? Uh, sometimes it bothers me. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I like it. I enjoy it. Um, I, I get to have fun with it. You could say. Um, sometimes it kind of sucks because they want you to be a little bit over the top, yeah. um, which is hard to do because it's not my character to be like that. 
Um, and yeah. a lot of times, you know, you, you're the you're the you're the token guaylo. You're the white guy that has to be yeah. bad. You understand? Yeah. And and that that sucks. Um, I was chatting to Scott Atkins about that a, a few times, you know, and he was just laughing. He's like, he's like, I've made a career out of being the bad guy, mate. So you know, you're not getting any sympathy <laughs> from me. You know, he's like, yeah. trust me, you can, you can make a good career out of just being the bad guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know, I've 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 definitely embraced it. I don't I, I I like to be the bad guy as long as it's it's feeding the main cast or the main character. Then it's fun because I really believe like you if you you have a very strong villain, it makes the hero even stronger. You know. Yeah. Sometimes they don't cast the villains very good, and it makes the uh, hero come off pretty plain. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like to I like to do that. Can you say much about your role in It Man Four? You're one of the main baddies in that in that film. Is that is that yeah, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I am. Yeah. What I can say is that I mean, obviously, how they structure the story and the drama. This is this is Wilson's mind. Um, so yeah. I, I don't even know how it's going to end up. But I can yeah. say that you know the story, the the original story of this. It Man 4 um, is basically my life, which is yeah. very ironic because me coming from uh, the United States Marine Corps and bringing the Wing Chun into the United States Marine Corps, uh, doing it the way that I did it, um, and some of the characters that I ran into in reality, um, mm. you see this play out in the movie. And I remember, I remember saying to the director, I'm like, oh, my God, why, why can I not play this role? You know, because this is me. You know it. This is my life. You know, this is after yeah. however many discussions we had about it. He's like, I would love to, Chris, but we need, uh, we need that, um, that Mandarin-speaking uh, character, you know, that's going to help mm. us more with the, the China market. And I, I get it. But I was just like, oh, yeah. God, this is so... It's so um, parallel to my life. So I was really, because I also got to be, I was also a consultant on It Man 4. So I had my yeah. own role. Plus I, I was consultant because they, they had to figure out how to do all this military stuff. And so, yeah, it was very special to me. You know, you could say that this movie was very close to me. I wish I could have done, been a bigger part of this movie because of what it was about. And I hope that one day, I can tell that story in my own movie. The work that they do in the It Man films with regards to the Wing Chun choreography, I mean, are you a fan of uh, of that? Do you think it's pretty accurate? Oh, no, I mean, you, you can't you can't really make it accurate. It's a movie, uh, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I'll say this, I'll say this. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of these It Man movies. I love how they're done, especially, you know, especially the first and second one. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the first one with Samuel Hung as the as the action director, he, he made that what it is, you know. And of course, the way yeah. that Donnie portrayed it, man, like made that it was just it was gold. Um, and yeah. then the second one, it was also you know it was also fantastic. I, I was saying to Donnie the other day, I said, you know, it, it's it's amazing to me that when I go to my schools overseas. Like I, because I have my different Wing Chun schools overseas. I go into those schools, and I look on the wall, and there's a picture of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said, 
I said, it's ridiculous. I said, no, I yeah. think it's fantastic because you have inspired so many people to take up Wing Chun. Yeah. But I said, yeah. it's, it's hilarious that they have an actor on the wall instead of the yeah. actual match. Instead mean, of uh, the actual oh, you're up there too. I, you know, I mean, I'm on, I'm on the wall, you know, Yip Man's on the wall. My, yeah. my, my soup was on the wall, but I said, but I said, so are you. And I said, so, um, and, and that, that's a testament to how powerful being on screen can be. And that yeah. is the main reason, one of the main reasons why I really want to take the acting career seriously is because you can teach. I've been teaching for over 20 years. You can only reach so many people. You can only inspire so many people. But if you can take that same message and you can put it on camera and you can go into cinemas and you can reach millions of people around the world, you can inspire all those people. You know, um, it's, it's a lot stronger. It's more powerful. Um, and and that's, that's really what I want to do. Yeah. You know, and a lot yeah. of my message is about East and West. It's about connecting China and America or the, or the, or the Asian ways with, with the Western ways, you know, being a mix, obviously that's, that's something that sits in me very, very deeply. And just on It Man 4, working with another absolute legend, Yen Wu Ping. Now, is there parallels you can draw with working with, you know, another legend like Samo and then what it was like then to work with Yen Wu Ping? I mean, you're always going to find certain similarities between uh, different action directors and, and things like that. Um, but what I really enjoyed about Yu Mo Ping was that how he captures the action. He really, he's all about how to fill, fill the camera, fill the screen. You know. Yeah. So when you look at it, how the cam, how the action is placed, almost like a portrait. Um, I really like how he does that. A lot of his his style is obviously it's very old fashioned. Um, and you know, which pays homage to the old days of how kung fu fighting has been done, yeah. um, which is cool. But but for me, it was really trying to pay attention to how he worked uh, the cameras, how he understood the cameras and the tempos, and 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 making it very cinematic. I, I really enjoyed that process. And he's still very active on on. I mean, he's an old he's an old guy now. He must be in his <clears throat> was he in his seven mid seven seventies maybe late seventies mid. Mid mid seventies, late seventies, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, he's very active. I mean, he's always on set. He's always there. He's always by the monitor. You know, he'll he'll show up uh, when we're designing the action. He'll pop in and and uh, he'll look at it for a minute and say, uh, "I want you to do something like this." Da da da. You know, and he'll he'll move a little bit. Um, yeah. So that that's really cool. You know, it's like a mind. You, you're getting a uh, a good visual into the person's mind and i love it so every time that i'm on set um or in the training you know whether it's with yumo ping or, or semo hong or, or donnie yen or any of these guys like they're phenomenal they're geniuses they've yeah they've gone to the top of this industry because of how they see things and i yeah. try my best to obviously i want to do it my own way um, but you know, there's so much to learn from these guys. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been yeah. in these industry for so many years. They've learned so much. Um, it, it's not what people think. People think that like, you can just be, you're just a good fighter that you can do this, or you're a good martial artist. You can do this. No, that not, not at all. You know, there's so many different things that you have to put together to make it work. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Ha, ha. 
There must be people who come to you to train in the martial arts and they have that ambition or they have that goal to work in the movies. What are the characteristics you need to, to really make it as a star in, in that genre, do you think? Oh, gosh. Um, it, you know, you, ne- you never really know. You never really yeah. know, I tell you. The most important thing is, is you just have to be very humble, be very yeah. respectful, and have an open mind. Try to use what you have as your way to, to move forward. You know, don't try to copy other people. Don't try to, you know, that's definitely not the way to go. You know, I've, I've seen guys try to go out there and act like Jean-Claude Van Damme or act like Bruce Lee or whatever. And it's just, it's, they, they look ridiculous because yeah. that's not you. That's just, you're just, you're just, you know, trying to copy someone else and everybody can see it. Come on. You're in the movie industry. They've seen every movie. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, Paco gave me the the best advice. You know, when when uh, we started to do this, and I said, I don't know how to act. Yeah, I, I never took acting class. I never did drama. I, I made fun of those guys as a kid. You know, yeah. And he was like, he's like, just be yourself. He's like, I, I love who you are. Just be you. And if it's yeah. you on screen, people will see that. Just yeah. do that. Are you doing acting lessons? Is acting something that you're? you know actively pursuing yeah absolutely i mean um i I wouldn't have jumped in this if i wasn't willing to go in it 100 percent. i mean this this is what i want to do you know i want to be i want to be a successful action star i want to be a successful action director you know i want to do hong kong movies china movies i want to go to hollywood i'm very serious about this um and it and it takes a lot of work um you can't just this is this is what i was saying to you earlier in the in the beginning of the interview, I said, you know, I, I really like to wing it. You know, I, I don't like to put too much planning into this, you know, but right now with this type of uh, career, this type of industry, I find myself, you know, really planning everything and trying to be more, more organized with how I do, do stuff um, so that yeah. I can extend my career, you know, even with yeah. my training, you know, it's, um, it's really tough because I, I love my martial arts. I love, you know, fighting and, you know, I want to go off and I want to compete in the next uh, jiu-jitsu tournament. You know, I want to go to the Asian Open or I want to go to the World Masters, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I get injured, then I'm not going to be good to anyone on, on the, the next film project. You know, like every day, you know, I go down the train with the guys and if there's uh, if there's seven guys in the class that, you know, I want to fight one round with each of them, you understand? Um, but then by the end of the training session, I'm completely done, you know, cause they're in their twenties. I'm in my forties. I'm done. Right. And, and, but I'll keep doing that. And then, it, and mm. then I'll, I'll have to show up to filming. And then I, I you know, I, I tweaked my knee. I've got a, I've got a scratch across my face. I've got a black eye or whatever. Um, and that's yeah. not good. So now I, I gotta be like, okay, there's seven of you. I'm just going to roll with four of you. And then I'm going to call it quiz. <laughs> and then I'm going to go eat. All right? So yeah. So it's hard. It, it's definitely hard, you know? You've worked with Donnie Yen uh, quite a bit. Obviously, Ip Man 4. You're working with him on Raging Fire as well with Benny Chan. Has Donnie Yen given you any advice? Oh, you know, wow. I, actually, I tell you, you know, Donnie gave me a lot of great advice. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm really thankful for how he's uh, been able to, how he's treated me, how he's, you know, like when we... We, we we tried to work together. Or, you know, there was opportunities for us to work together previously, but it it didn't happen. And then on Ip Man Four, meeting him, working with him, fighting against him on screen, 
you know, it was awesome. And he was so, he was so kind. He was so open-minded. Um, uh, even with like the, the, the Wing Chun movement and, you know, like, uh, he wasn't, he didn't have too much of an ego to be like, Hey Chris, you know, what, what would you do here? Like, how would you do this? You know? Um, and I, and I was like, Oh wow. You know, and I had opened up to him and then, and then when it came to like our fight scenes, you know, he was, he was very complimentary of, 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 of myself. And then he helped me understand stuff about the camera, about rhythms, about tempo. Um, even when I went and did my, <clears throat> my first, uh, job as action director, you know, I called him up. I was like, Donnie, Hey, can you, can you help me out with some advice on how to approach this so that I don't waste time? You know, and, and he gave me some great pointers on, on, uh, how to, how to work my choreography. And I used those pointers when I did the, did the movie. Um, and then, uh, this particular film, uh, raging fire, um, I'm, I'm assisting the, the, uh, the director with the action for uh, a few of the scenes. Um, yeah. and it, it's really cool again, because, um, you know, he's, he's picking my brain for me to help out with the action, but I'm really sitting there and learning so much from watching him, you know, seeing yeah. how he approaches the action, you know, how he, how he thinks about it, how he tries to tell the story, you know, especially in this, in this, moment in his career i think he's more focused on the drama um trying to really become a better actor and and, and uh, yeah you know, i respect that what a great person to be able to learn from as well and he sounds like he is still quite a humble he's quite a humble guy yeah he's fantastic and i mean he's, he's a pioneer i mean if you, you look at these guys and uh, so i'm i'm feeling i feel so fortunate to have worked with all these people because like you know it, Donnie is a, he's a pioneer in this industry with what he's done. I mean, if you look at SPL, if you look at Flashpoint, those fight scenes to this day, you know, they're at the top of people's lists for oh, fight yeah. scenes. Excellent. And, and how yeah. he, you know, he wanted to incorporate, you know, uh, an MMA type type look into his fight scenes and, and no one was doing that. So, yeah, he's a genius when it comes to this stuff. I mean, he really sees it like uh, like an orchestra and, uh, you know, yeah. and, I, and I, I really appreciate that. The same thing with, yeah. you know, Samo. I mean, Samo's, an, you know, an industry leader. He's a pioneer. You know, listening to him tell stories to me about how when when Bruce Lee calls him up to work on a film and, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm busy, I'm doing this, and okay, I'll pop over there for a day. And then and then he talks about that iconic fight between him and Bruce Lee yeah. and a Dragon. And, you know, they didn't even, they didn't even choreograph that, you know? Yeah. They just showed up on the day. And they just started to like kind of fight with each other. Bam, done. It was not, and then flew yeah. back to Thailand because he was working on another movie. You know, yeah. that's that's you know, these guys are professionals. It's just so. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into this stuff, and and uh, yeah. it, it's it's not just sitting there watching video footage of other fights and then trying to make your fight scene like that and then trying to over choreograph it. Um, you know, and, and that that's really, again, that, that's what I'm learning from all them is just be yourself, do it your way. Like, I don't want to be uh, an action guy that has all these crisp, clean kung fu styles and things like that. You know, I, I, I want mine to be more like rough, rugged, vicious type of action, you know, that, yeah. that still has, you know, that's still aesthetically pleasing. You know, sometimes when you're doing a movie 
you know, uh, like for instance, It Man 4, it's not so easy because I have to play a particular role. And in this case, you know, I'm the, I'm the black belt karate instructor, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's hard because I have to, I have to mold to a karate style and I'm not a karate guy, you know? So those are, I would say those are the most difficult moments for me when I can't really just fight my way. Um, I have to fight a particular style. So those are difficult. Um, but you know, you gotta be a professional. You gotta do your best with, with, with what you're told they need you to do. Uh, Don't stick in your stomach like that. What an exciting franchise to be a part of. Those movies are so popular as well. Oh, it's, it's, it's so amazing. I remember, you know, uh, watching, uh, I, I, my, my students were visiting from Europe uh, when It Man 3 was in the cinema. So I took them all to the cinema. We all watched it together. And as a joke, I said, I'm going to be in the next It Man. You know, they're like, yay, Sifu, you're going to be in the next. And then, and then uh, you know, I think it was like, I don't know, however many months later, then the director called me up and, and invited me to the office and said, hey, I want you to be in It Man 4. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's like a dream come true, this type of stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, cause I, I feel very, you know, I'm, I'm so excited because not only do I get to be a part of the It Man franchise, but I'm also part of the SPL franchise. And I think in yeah. terms of, you know, straight up Hong Kong action, you know, these two franchises are are, are the, the biggest and best of, of what we have to offer. You know, like yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're, we're getting ready to start filming SPL3 pretty soon. And that's going to yeah. be super exciting. I'm so excited about that one. Uh, you know, and because the directors that are that, that are doing these are the top. You know, these are the best directors yeah. to be working yeah. with. So you, you learn so much. You know, you, you definitely yeah. get a different understanding when you work with these top guys. And Wilson Yip strikes me as someone who puts aside pretty decent time to work on those fight scenes, doesn't he? Like he's he's not he you never he never scrimps on the uh, on the action in his films. Uh, yeah, he he loves the action. He's a crazy guy, actually, Wilson. He's yeah. he's super cool. He's got he's got a temper on him, boy. You know, super, yeah. I, I love the guy. Um, and so every time I'm on set with him. You know, he's sitting there and all of a sudden I'll just be like, hey, let's spar, you know, and then we'll do some fighting on set, you know, and then and then you feel, you know, he finished, take a deep breath and I can tell that he feels so much better, you know, because he got yeah. up and he moved around a little bit. You know, he, he loves Kung Fu. He loves martial arts. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, he, he his whole thing is, is the drama. He really wants yeah. to make amazing drama. And I think that stands out because even compared to the other Ip Man films, you know, some of them, you know, better than others. But like, I think that's probably, and of course, Donnie, what he brings to that franchise as well. But, you know, the two of them yeah. together, I think it's it's fireworks, isn't it? You know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What will we see you in other than Ip Man 4? Raging Fire. I know you were you were on the fight team for Raging Fire. Is that is that right? Uh, for Ra- Raging Fire, I'm, I'm behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm yeah. working as the consultant again. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, um, Crossfire will get put back on the table because that that was removed yeah. from the table for yeah. a little bit. Um, and that one, you know, I, I got to I got to be in front of the camera as well as behind the camera. So I'm hoping that that movie comes back and we can do that one again. Um, the, the 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 project that's uh, that we're working on right now is um, Blast from the Past, which is yeah. a very famous. Um, it was a very famous TV show. 
um, about uh, had time travel that went all the way back to the uh, the Ch- uh, Chun Dynasty. So Louis Ku has adapted a, a movie through that, and a lot of the uh, original cast is in it. Um, and then, so for me to be put into that, um, I'm super excited. Uh, that's going to be a really fun movie. I'm doing a lot of cool action in it. Um, and again, also got to help out uh, the action direction. Uh, Samo is the action director. So I got to jump in on that and, and uh, do, do some different action, do some different things that are not, that I haven't gotten a chance to do on, uh, on film. Um, so I was really excited about that. After that, it will be, uh, it will be SPL3. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm really excited about that. But what I'm most excited is by the end of the year, we should start filming my movie, which is kind of going to be um, kind of my life story once I came to Hong Kong. So there's going to be okay. a lot of fighting in it. Um, and that one, uh, I will be the, I'll be the, the lead as well as the uh, action director. That's amazing, and that's so. That's outlining your what your time in the the Marine Corps or before that sort of grow, growing up. What's the what's the time period that that looks at? Well, we'll we'll try to not talk about too much of the military stuff. It's just going to be focused yeah. on all my experiences when I came to Hong Kong. Oh man, well that sounds really exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm really excited. Cool, Chris. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, thanks for the call, and I uh, look forward to uh, staying in touch. Okay, Chris, you take care. You too. All right, bye-bye. There we are, Chris Collins there. An absolute joy it was to chat to Chris. Thoroughly enjoyed that. He has so many great stories to share, and, and it's a really busy period of movie work that he's going through at the moment hinted at there of course towards the end of our conversation but I did just want to recap on a few more of those projects that Chris mentioned so It Man 4 is out in China on the 20th of December it hits theatres across the USA from the 25th of December courtesy of Wildco USA Raging Fire is the Benny Chan film which Chris mentioned there. It stars Donnie Yen and Nicholas C. And Chris is part of the fight team on that one. He's working behind the scenes. That movie is wrapped now and it will be with us in 2020. The movie based on his life story, which he mentioned at the end there, is called Ruckus Factor. Fantastic title. Chris tells me that that one is going into production now in early 2020, so that's exciting news. Chris is also the action director on a feature film called Unleashed, not to be confused with the Jet Li film, of course, uh, of the same name. There is a short film called No Remorse that Chris is involved in. That one is coming out next month. Chris stars in and is also the action director on that short film. So... Plenty of Chris Collins movies coming our way very soon, which is all very exciting indeed. To keep up to date with all the latest Chris Collins news, he is on Instagram under the name Sifu Chris Collins. And to find out more about his teaching and his martial arts background, then head over to the website chriscollinsaction.com. Okay, that's just about it for this episode of the show. 
If you do enjoy listening to the show and you like what we're doing here and online on the website, then please do like, review and subscribe to this podcast. You can tell a friend, you can sign up to our newsletter, you can write us a little message over social media, anything at all. It all helps to spread the good word and promote and support the work of martial arts filmmakers around the world, which is an important thing to do. So thank you so much again to Chris Collins. A huge thank you to you, the loyal Foo follower, for listening to the show right up to the very end. Thank you so much for doing that. We will be back in two weeks' time with another episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Until then... Thank you so much, do take care, and I will speak to you all very soon. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.